Hello everyone. Okay, now now we're podcasting and we're recording recording audio and video. So um did I want to do this on audio? Well now let's do it. So some of these will be on YouTube, some of these will be behind the paywall. I'll probably do one in one. Um today we're gonna to talk about ending poverty because what the support group is, is answers. Everybody's doing their analysis. We've all done our analysis. The Constant Center is providing answers. You may not like the answers. You may ignore the answers, but I must tell you, um, my answers are based in knowledge, study. It's based in experience too, but it's also based in what's possible in the context of our human condition. And I've had answers 10, 5, 10 years beforehand. The reason why I'm so far behind in my personal life is that I knew that the the best way to accomplish the biggest things was through groups. The groups never got themselves together. So that left me behind. Now, modern technology has gotten so sophisticated that I can bypass that, the ignorance, the laziness, the whatever of the groups, and I can bring it straight to everybody. It used to be you have to build up a group around you and build it up and then build it up and then build it up. But now I'm going out. So even if I have to bypass people in the United States, that's okay. And if you want support, if you're ready to move into or become reconnected with reality, because let's face it, this society, um, the powers that be have kept us and spent a lot of resources disconnecting us from what is real, what is naturally real, what is objectively real. If you want to be part of the project to come reconnect back to reality, I offer you the support group. If you want to continue in delusion, and die that way, it's your right. No judgments, nothing against you. Um, some people just believe that dealing with reality is more painful than not. There's no difference. For black people, we're in pain no matter what we do. So you might as well connect to reality. And to be honest, with reality, you feel a little bit better. Because even when I was sleeping on the train, I felt like, I did my part. I was like, okay, I did my part. I'm sleeping on the train. This is it. But I gave all my information that people could use on my platforms, can collect a little bit of revenue I get from those platforms. I gave that to um, my beneficiary. I had my little life insurance. I donated my body so that the insurance would go straight to them. And I was fine. And I was sleeping on the train just waiting for the day to come. Still creating content, mind you, while I was doing that. Because I'll create content until the end. And then when I was ready to go, calm and relaxed, all of a sudden the state, because of things that was going on, pulled me off. So there you go. Um and providing the support that 
the community should, but that it also should because it's the reason why I wasn't in a state institution. So they won't allow me to teach in their schools because I teach too much. But because they disavow me, they will pay me not to. That's what's happening. Um, so now let's get to poverty and um, how do we end it? And, and I got to say, I'll just read from the notes. I cannot believe that I'm saying this again. It's in a lot of my videos, but I'm not sure people want to accept it. Poverty is created. We are trained to serve limited purposes for elitists, which leads to mental poverty. The United States wastes tons of food. Decades ago, it was like 40 tons we were wasting a year. I'm pretty sure it's over 10 tons. Um, but people are dying from complications due to malnutrition. This is physical poverty. Blew my mind when I heard that 1,100 people died from complications of malnutrition in the United States. Um, the simple answer to ending poverty is to give human beings access to basic food and ability to use our knowledge to develop ourselves. That means you're going to have to change the nature of work. We're going to do a video on that. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Um, access to food. You could do it through two ways. You could do it through increasing the SNAP program, the, the what they call the food stamp program to more people. You can have more pantries that hand out food to people in the neighborhoods. The capitalist way would be just to do the snap because then you, 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 you're flowing money through. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. That would be the way to do it. Or you could just leave it and have people just stealing from the supermarkets. But, that's the disorganized way. Doesn't matter to me. As long as poverty ends. Only a few of us seem to want to become a sane society again. Or a sane society easily. So I will provide some ideas to end poverty now. I talked about that already. To make the SNAP benefits available to everyone below. On or below the poverty line. That's 160 million people. Because um, it's 50% of the people. And this is an old report. 50% of the people were beneath the law. Now, during the pandemic, we took a lot of people out of poverty. So that number went lower. But then you put them right back in. And this is the complication between Trump and Biden. We're going to do a thing on what these um, politicians represent. Because remember, I'm at the conceptual level. So it's not the politician. Um... It's the policy, yes, but it's also who they represent and far as which group, which part of the ruling class, because we've given the ruling class all of our power. They've given them the power to make all of our decisions. I don't know why we have, but we have an overwhelming majority of us do. And even if you try, like the few of us, to function outside of that, you can't be three million people functioning in a wave of 330 million people. You're just going to get washed away. And if 1% of us is even doing it, 
is even trying to live a sane, natural policy-driven life, that's a lot. So we've given them all about we've given them our power in the larger sense. Well, let's just say the society, the masses have given them the power. So, but there's factions within the ruling class, and we're gonna do videos on that. We should change the nature of work. The institution with resources could provide some of those resources to everyone who wants to solve social problems. The problem solver should be free to experiment with tools and concepts so that we can solve problems. That means giving us uh, shelter and access to food. And if we need laboratories in our neighborhoods or in our buildings or somewhere on the property, laboratories, equipment, things like that. So if you're a biologist and you work in a lab and you want to solve a problem, you should be able to almost, I guess, like apply for a grant, but to say, here's my credentials. I'm working on sickle cell anemia and money should automatically come to you um, from either <clears throat> foundations or the government. To me, they all work for the same per people. The elite are running things. They've always been running things. Don't fall into this, this fallacy that the politicians are corrupted by the oligarchs. The oligarchs are ruling and the politicians are their clerks. They're their go-between to us. So when you deal with the politicians, you're sending messages to the oligarchs. And when the oligarchs are forcing certain politicians, they're sending messages to you. So when you see certain people running for office and they got funding, and you're like, well, how do these people get funding with? That's a group of oligarchs somewhere saying, let's push this idea. Let's push that idea. Now, sometimes you might say it's for distraction, but it's also to see how many of us where we are. Because they have to gauge their population. They have to gauge their, we're all, almost like their children. They have to gauge where we all are so that they know how to rule. That's the way the world is. That's the reality we're living in. You, you can lie to yourself and tell yourself you're in, you're in something else. God bless you. Um, we, should also get, we should also get multiple attempts. If you're working in a lab, you should have chances to make mistakes without worrying about being evicted. I think that um, the not-for-profit organizations are going to try to do this, and you see that. The not-for-profit organizations are getting money from profit, the for-profit organizations. People are getting money to start businesses from like J.P. Morgan Chase and all these other people billion to give it ten billion dollars for black women and JP Morgan Chase just gave a bunch of money to black people in Detroit. So they're trying to they're spreading money down, but that's the for profit part. I actually run a for profit, but it does education and things like that because I couldn't afford to do a non for profit. It's just either easy to file for LLC. Um, and I do charge for things. So, um, 
that's how I did it. But my price is the lowest you're going to get. Tutoring and everything else. Um, uh, they're going to try to do this. So they're trying to do this. But see, the process is forming. The, that's what I talked about. The 501c3 is it's kind of a restriction. It's more expensive and it's more time consuming. Even having an LLC is time consuming. You should just have to be able to tell. Like I have a digital de- copy of my degree. I should be able to write in a form, send them that, send them my credentials. If I'm doing experiments on YouTube, send them the link on my website and then tell them I need $10,000 to do this or I need access to a laboratory, blah, blah, blah. And they should be able to give me access to what I need. If I was, I like, I like to use that because science is important. You need cures for diseases and um, mental health help, which is why I do the support group. Another way to end poverty would be to give a thousand dollars each month for everyone making seventy-five thousand dollars or less, like they did during the stimulus, where they were giving fourteen hundred dollars a month. I mean, a quarter. That's basically what it, we got. Four checks, I think. If I'm right. Or did we get three checks? I guess we got three. Yeah, a quarter. Four every four months. Is that right? Four, eight, four, eight, twelve. Yeah, so it was three checks. That's what we got. But we should get $1,000 every month because the poverty line in the United States is $12,000 or less. So we should get the $12,000. So if you're making a little bit of money, that will put you over the poverty line. If you're making no money, that will put you still technically over the poverty line or at it, not below it. And you can function with $1,000. Even as expensive as New York is, you can kind of function you would always be underwater. You could use Airbnbs. Um, you couldn't have a lot of stuff, though. I mean, if you had a storage unit to store some of your things, you could do that. And then use Airbnbs. You can do that. Um, you would probably be able to get away with it if you had a credit card. But then, I mean, they could issue that if they wanted to issue that. Or bump it up from eleven from one thousand to twelve hundred each month. But either way, that's what they should do. Um, so that's basically a, a UBI. I think they're gonna give you something like that anyway. Right now, housing vouchers is a version of that because they're giving you anywhere from two thousand from fifteen hundred to. 2000 or something a month but they're paying it to some realtor for some slummy apartment so I mean if you just gave the money directly to the people we would actually get better deals um, better places and be able to function if they gave me what they're giving me to, to stay in here in my hand I can have a far much nicer a far better place far more room and I could do more work and I can take all of my stuff from behind the paywall and give it to you free. All of it, all of my books, all of my things, all of my classes that are on the platforms that I charge for now 
um, on Udemy and all of these other platforms and on Moments, I could take it off and give classes for free and it would be fine. But we'll see. We'll see what they, they do. If we if we were truly evolutionary, now this is really, really visionary. And again, we kind of had a taste of this in 2020 because when you had a rent moratorium and there were a lot of food pantries, you really were kind of going post money. Even though we knew we was going to have to pay some of the rents back and they paid it for a lot of people. But for a year, we lived in a society that was kind of post money. And people were doing all kinds of amazing things. Side note, a lot of people were out in the hood. I don't remember a lot of shootings, which kind of makes you think what is happening. They were on the stoops. They were here. They were there. They were in the street. I don't remember a lot of shooting. A lot of people weren't out on the street, like in main places, but inside the hood, people were hanging out. Um... Because it was the summer. Uh, okay. <clears throat> if we were truly evolutionary, we would do away with money altogether. The Federal Reserve could still create money to deal with other societies. It's the other countries. But the motivation for every child and adult would be to make a contribution. Now, this is not utopia. That doesn't mean that we're not going to argue and fight and have issues. But everybody's thinking... How could I solve the problem? So instead of when somebody says, what do you want to be when you grow up? <clears throat> Usually children will say something like, oh, I, I want to be a cop because I want to help people. I want to be a fireman because I want to save lives. That's the way we should always be thinking. But as you become an adult, you'd be like, well, I need to get paid six figures because I need to have at least this kind of apartment. I have to pay car notes. I have to pay bum, bum, bum. That's not the way we should be making decisions on work. It should be, well... I'm an artist and I want to make art <clears throat> that reminds people of this era, that captures it. I want to make something that brightens people's days. I might want to make murals that makes the community um, <clears throat> lighten up or brighten up <clears throat> and that teaches them about something in community, whether it's science, whether it's certain historical figures or whatever the case may be. I want to, I'm a biologist. I want to figure out how to deal with insects because I want to bring bumblebees back. That's the way we should be able to think about work. And if you didn't have the money part, that's the way you would think. You would think, how can I police the neighborhood? How can I keep them from snatching our children? How can I cut down? How can we stop raping our society? And then you would go in to try to figure out how. What is the mindset? Um, what what uh, kind of pleasure does the person derive from that? Is it a power thing? How do we make people understand that you don't have to dominate other people to be in power? Then you go off and try to do that. That's the way we should work. That would be us evolving to the next level. I'm putting it out there. I doubt that we'll do it, but I'm putting it out there. Um... And I got to say, though I doubt that we'll do it, I never thought I'd see anything like 2020. Everyone's ready for a great reset. Everyone's ready for the society to be something different. 
the thing that actually is holding us back now is the masses, the everyday people who are being grind down into mulch. And I say mulch because that's what they're using the human bodies for now. Um, they're running out of space in, in cemeteries and the burning of bodies is causing pollution. So they're using human beings as mulch. So they're grinding. The people who are being ground into mulch is, um, are the ones who don't want to go into the next society. They've gotten so comfortable and so used to being abused that they can't even see themselves um, outside of this system that's grinding. Some people I know even think it's noble that a man puts himself in the grinder to provide for them. Rather as females and children and everything. My dad is great. He puts himself in the grinder so he could bring home food for us. I appreciate it. It's a very twisted way of thinking. And it's very inhumane way of thinking. And it's very um, regressive. We need to evolve. I don't think we're going to do it. But I, like I said, I didn't see anything like 2020. I never thought I'd live to see it. I never thought I'd live to see black men getting housing vouchers. They just usually just threw us on the street. So something's happening. The oligarchs are ready to go to the next level or, or, or reset the society in a different way. And we have to get on board with that one way or the other. So come to the Patreon support group and um, I'll see you there. This is what we discuss things like this. We work things out. We figure out how we can solve problems large and small. And I'll see you there. And the next few ones may be behind the paywall. The next few videos like this. But uh, I think my podcast is free. So you can listen to the audio for free. And of course, you can discuss things on the Patreon. We can really work things out in a space where you don't have knuckleheads and trolls and assholes. So join. And I'll see you there. And I'll see you in the next video. Take care of yourselves and please be safe.